You Can Handle Anything, episode number 327. Welcome to the You Can Handle Anything podcast. I'm your host, Shira Gura, and I know firsthand what it feels like to get hijacked by your emotions, keeping you from fully enjoying the moments and people in your life. In this podcast, we'll explore the everyday emotional situations we all face, and I'll share the tools and strategies I developed that will help you deal with these challenges in any moment with confidence, resilience, and integrity. Tune in and discover how living your life deliberately instead of reactively will allow you to reclaim control over your emotions and live your life with purpose so you can truly handle anything life throws your way. Let's get started. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So if you've been listening to my podcast for the last couple of weeks, you will know that I was in Poland with my youngest child, who was participating in the European Little League Baseball Championships. And I came home from that amazing experience with lots of stories to share with you. Over the last two episodes, I shared stories from that time. And this week, I have one more for you. But before I share it, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever had the experience where someone was rude to you, like flat out rude to you, and you had no idea why, and you wanted to know, because why wouldn't you want to know? But you also didn't know how to approach the subject with them. Well, that's exactly what happened to me. In my situation, that person actually was my son, the one I took to Poland. And... I actually started to feel something was weird even before that trip began. It's when I realized I wasn't even sure if he'd be able to participate in the tournament because he was already in the United States with me visiting my family while the rest of the team was in Israel where we live. And I told him the only way that he would be able to participate is if I go with him. And by that, I basically mean I didn't want him flying alone. And he was pretty much against me going until I said to him, well, if I don't go, then you don't go, at which point he acquiesced. Okay, fine. So I didn't really take that to heart. And I figured, you know, it was just like a one-off thing. But then we arrived to Poland. And because our flight arrived before the team's flight, we made it to the baseball complex before everyone else. So we walked around for a bit. But as soon as the bus approached with all of his teammates, he looked at me and said, what are you doing here? (laughs) And I was like, whoa, what the heck was that? But I didn't react. I just noticed. Later that night, the parents were invited to have dinner with the team because it was a Friday night, which is the beginning of our Sabbath. Before the meal began, there were several blessings that were said, including the traditional parent blessing to the children, at which point I noticed many of the parents went over to their sons and covered their son's head with their hands and said the blessing. This is a blessing, by the way, that my husband and I say to our children every single Friday night. And so I walked over to my son, just like the other parents were walking over to their kids, to ask if I could bless him, as I always do but he shooed me away with his hands. At that point, I definitely knew something was up, but I didn't understand what I did and why he was acting that way. Another incident happened on Sunday at the first day of the tournament, when after the game, the parents approached their sons to give them hugs after a pretty challenging game. 
but my son was quite expressive that he didn't want me near him. Now, honestly, tell me, what would you do in that situation? Would you say something to your child? Would you yell at your child? Would you demand an apology? Would you try to teach them respect? Honestly, I wanted to do all of the above, but I held myself back because I knew that I was stuck, right? Stuck on sadness and confusion and disappointment and even stuck on desire to talk to him, you know, in real time in that moment. I knew that he was stuck, but I also knew that because he was stuck, that I was stuck too. And so the first thing that I know I need to do when I feel stuck is get myself unstuck, even if the cause of the stuckness is someone else being stuck. So on Sunday night, when I was walking around with some of the parents of the team, I just quietly walked myself through the unstuck method. I took a stop and I just really tuned into all of the emotions that I was feeling. And there were many. And I allowed myself to feel all of those feelings. And that was hard. And that was really uncomfortable. But I did it because I know that you need to process your emotions if you want to get yourself unstuck. And then I uncovered what I was thinking. I had a lot of thoughts swarming around in my head, but the biggest one, I think, was that I really believed that if I didn't have a conversation with my son about what was going on right then, you know, in real time in Poland, then he's not going to have an opportunity to change his behavior and, you know, apologize to me. I just really believed that if I didn't take advantage of talking to him in that moment, it would be a missed opportunity. But when I looked at that belief, I realized it wasn't necessarily 100% true. And so I considered that whatever was going on with my son, it wasn't about me. And that we were here in Poland for him. And that he was under a lot of pressure. And that even if I speak to him later, you know, like a week later when we return, I considered it wouldn't be too late because we still have our entire lives together. I'll tell you, it was hard for me to consider that because I really, really wanted to say something, but I didn't. I chose to wait for another time. And so I kind of sucked it up, you know, for the next few days, but I just kept reminding myself that I would speak to my son. And so on the last day of the trip, when my son and I parted from the team because we were flying separately, it was that night that I decided to talk to my son. Well, actually, at first, I didn't talk to him. I just told him what my experiences were. I named the different things that I experienced. And then I asked him two things. I asked him, number one, are you aware that this was happening the way that I experienced it? And number two, if you are aware, do you know why it was happening? Now, why did I ask that first question about him being aware? Well, because if he wasn't aware that he was even doing any of those things, it would be really hard to have a conversation with him because he wouldn't even know what I was talking about. And I want to pause here for a moment and really dig into this topic a little bit more with you because it's really important. And by that, I mean self-awareness. When you get stuck 
you don't usually see it at first. In fact, what you usually do is you point your finger at other people and you blame them for how you feel and you blame them for the situation that you're in. And that's a big problem because then you're not taking any responsibility for how you are showing up in the world, which means your behavior is impacting others and maybe even hurting others, but you can't see it, even if people are trying to show it to you. And I know it may be hard for someone else to be a mirror to you and suggest that you may be stuck, but if you're not able to take an honest look at yourself, then I'll be honest with you that it's kind of hard to be in a relationship with people like that because you're not willing to step outside of your own experiences and your own story to see what other people may be seeing. Anyway, I could go on more about this and I may another time, but I just wanted to take a moment to talk about how important self-awareness is. Unfortunately, most of us are living in fishbowls and cannot see outside of ourselves and we're not willing to be vulnerable or admit that yes, sometimes we get stuck and admit that how us being stuck is actually affecting others. Anyway, so back to my story. I asked my son if he was aware and I was very proud of him when he said, yes, I am aware. As I just mentioned, that takes a lot to admit, especially for a young person. And I really was so proud of him, especially since he's only 12 years old. So then I asked him if he knew why he was being so rude to me. He looked at me and he started to cry. So I knew I hit a nerve. His lower lip started to quiver. He was looking away from me. And then he really started crying. But before I tell you, I'm wondering if you want to try to guess what it was that I did that got him so upset. You want to guess? You ready for the answer? This is what he said to me. Because you have gray hair. You look like a grandmother. Yep, that's what he said. Now, I have to say this didn't come as a big surprise because a few months earlier, we were out shopping and the person behind the counter said something like, oh, the grandmother is spoiling her grandson. <laughs> and I was like, I picked my glasses up and I put them on top of my head and I was like, what? I was like, grandmother grandmother and the guy behind the counter was like oh oh my god and then it, it was like to me it was actually a really funny incident uh, but I think for my son it was not funny I think he was pretty mortified and actually I think it was a pretty traumatic experience for him anyway I won't go into details regarding the rest of the conversation other than to say that I listened well and we spoke about it and I helped him get unstuck from it, even though I did tell him I have no intention of going back to coloring my hair, which I did do for a few years. Now, going back to my stuck spot when I really wanted to talk to him in the moment, when you think about it, I'm not really sure that conversation would have helped in the midst of the baseball tournament. And so I'm really glad I got myself unstuck. I'm glad I waited, and I'm glad I considered it wasn't about me. 
that consideration really helped. And so my dear listeners, I'd like to ask you again, have you ever been in a situation where someone was just rude to you? Whether that person was someone you knew or even someone you didn't know, and you didn't understand why they were acting that way? After listening to my story, can you consider it likely wasn't about you? In other words, obviously in my story, it did have to do with me, right? But the stuckness that my son was feeling was about him, like what his teammates would think about him with a mom with gray hair, right? It really didn't have to do with me. It was about his thoughts and his emotions about me having gray hair. I know this can be a tricky consideration, but it sure is worth considering because 99% of the time when we get stuck with someone else, it's because we're making the story be about us when it usually has nothing to do with us. We turn things into dramas unnecessarily. And if we can just consider it has nothing to do with us, we'd be able to get unstuck and move on with our lives so much easier. Okay, my dear friends, thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And remember, you can handle anything. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend or family member who may not know much about podcasting. If they need help, please show them how to subscribe to the show and how they can leave a review. And if you aren't yet subscribed to my newsletter, make sure you do sign up by visiting my website, shiragura.com. I look forward to being with you again next week.